What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We are live. About time. We're live. Brand new episode of the G Meeker MMA show. This is episode 129. <coughs> Sorry, I smoked a lot before. We got in here. I'm so I'm suffering the after effects. It is beautiful but rainy um December sixth, two thousand and seventeen, the final month of December. We're back, motherfuckers. You hear the howling or the wind in the background? Is that the wind? What the fuck is that? But anyways, guys, we, we got a good show planned today. It's, 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 today's obviously man, a lot of fight shit coming up. UFC, obviously, we got to recap UFC 218. Max Holloway's dominant victory over Jose Aldo. The amazing fight that was Justin Gaethje versus Eddie Alvarez. They finally settled the score last Saturday, and it was a beautiful thing to watch. You know, this was one of the best cards that I've ever seen. You know, it's added to the UFC 217 card. Um, and this card, these two are the back-to-back, -back, some of the best cards we've ever had. You know, the Francis Ngannou versus Alistair Overeem uppercut from hell knockout was absolutely, you know, heart-stopping. That was fucking amazing. Um, and obviously, we got some other things to talk about. Um, we got a fight night coming up from Fresno, headlined by Cub Swanson taking on undefeated Brian Ortega, December 9th, 2017. Obviously, we're talking about the fight picks for that. It is, if you guys do know, Cub Swanson's last fight on his UFC contract. Will he test free agency? We'll, we'll give, I'll give my thoughts on that. And also, this UFC 3 beta that came out maybe like a few days ago. It just closed last yesterday. But, um, that, you know, I feel, I don't know if you guys have played it. You know, I don't know if you guys are really hardcore in video games, but I spot a lot of differences when it comes to the first one. You know, the first one, the EA Sports UFC, the first one was, you know, it was, it was fun. You know, at the time that it existed, now no one hardly ever plays it, probably. Um, Go to the EA Sports UFC 2, that one was, that one still to this day is very amazing. You know, I spot the differences. I know there's only, we're only capable of using maybe like 10 fighters. Um, but the movement, man, I want, I want to be able to move like the way I move on EA Sports UFC 2, like I'll rotate, I'll move my guy around a lot and I'll land a lot of significant shots and stuff and this one it feels like you know you do one wrong thing you get caught so easily and i don't know if anyone ever noticed that but you know it's just it's, it's the thing that happens with new games there's a lot of people to be able to play with you know it feels real you know some of the things i noticed in there are quite a little bit different but you know it's admirable i, I like it i don't mind it you know it's a it's a great game to get Obviously, it seems like an interesting game. I'm still going to get it. There's still a lot of things we need to do on that game. And, and, and you know, it was pretty fun. And speaking of video games, we'll get to the fights in a minute. We don't need to talk directly about the fights. But I lately, lately I've been um, playing Grand Theft Auto 5. Not, not online. I've just been playing offline. Like, lately, uh, like, you know... Like I've just been playing, going around as Franklin, Michael, and Trevor, and and, and just like circling the whole city of Los Los Santos. It, it's called Los Santos. The city's called um. It's really it's really based off of Los Angeles, you know, and the Santa Monica area and all that. But you know, it, it called Los Santos in the game, and um, you go around and you do whatever the fuck you want. I've done everything I want, uh, all uh, all the missions on my original profile, so. I haven't really been doing anything except fucking around, just driving around and, and, and shooting the shit out of people, running people over, starting fights, killing people, customizing cars, getting the cops on me, just having some fun. Like, I've just been into this game lately. I don't know why, you know, there was a time where I would play it all the time, but, you know, it got boring. And then, and now I find myself just like entering that stage of wanting to play it again. It's so fucking exciting. You just go around killing people, doing whatever you want, getting away with a lot of things. What better life there is than to just to just to do that? <laughs> but anyways, guys, let's get to uh, UFC 218 recap. It was a lot of great fights to talk about.
There's just so much to talk about when it comes to UFC, UFC 218. From Francis Ngannou to Justin Gaethje and Eddie Alvarez to Max Holloway. What happens to Max Holloway now? Where does the status go? There's a lot of things, man. There's a, might as well just start off with, you know, obviously from top to bottom. We did have that rivalry between Justin Gaethje and Eddie Alvarez, but the show was very professional. It wasn't built on trash talk or a bunch of different things like that. It was solely focused on the female flyweights. But now, Nico Montano is the winner of that season. She is the new UFC women's flyweight champion. So congrats to Nico Montano. Interesting to see how the flyweight division evolves, you know, being it has Jessica I, it has Paige Van Zandt, and it's going to have Valentina Shevchenko now, and, um, you know, we'll see how that division, you know, establishes itself, I know we just completely jumped out of it, it's alright, but back to uh, UFC 218, you know, Eddie Alvarez looked fantastic, you know, he looked, he looked good, and that's one of his favorable matchups, you know. But going forward, I know this is a waste of time to talk about, but if he wanted to make a title run, it's kind of it's going to be a hard one because he's got guys ahead of him, like Edson Barbosa, like um, Tony Ferguson. Tough, tough matchups like that. Dustin Poirier, but um, and they got a lot of up and coming talent, a lot of hard people in this division. You got Habib Nurmagomedov. All these guys are chomping at the bit to to grab what's theirs. What Conor McGregor holds is the UFC lightweight title. They're all searching for that, and and we're gonna talk about that, you know, Conor's title and um. George St. Pierre's title. But, um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, you know, they're all chasing that. And the lightweight division is very, you know, it's very stacked. The welterweight division is very stacked. There's a lot of up and coming talent. There's a lot of people to look forward to fight. There's a lot of people we think could fight Tyron Woodley for the title. There's a lot of people that could fight Conor McGregor for the title. But, you know, the question is, what's Conor doing? What's he doing right now? Is he negotiating? What What's next for him? Is he going to take a boxing match? Is he going to fight um, Pauli Malzinati? What's he going to do? Is he going to fight Manny Pacquiao? We don't know what the fuck Conor McGregor is going to do. The last we've seen of him was the... the I don't know if you guys seen the picture, but uh, I guess this very attractive... Like, very attractive singer. Rita Ora. I used to listen to some of her music uh, a little bit like back in the day, but she is fine as fuck. And I think Connor was at like a Versace like a uh, photo shoot or something. He was shoot. He, he was at something like award ceremony or something like. Let me look it up. Let me pull it up real quick. Where was he? He was somewhere, and then he was just he was with her, and then like, you know, I guess Artem Lobov, obviously Connor's best friend. Um, uh, well, obviously, Connor's training partner and his best friend had said, you know, burgers are nice, no, but not when you have a steak at home, meaning that, like, you know, a lot of fight fans, a lot of fighters, a lot of different people were, like, you know, assuming and thinking that, oh, what's Connor doing with him? Isn't he with D? Why would Connor be with this girl? What's going on here? And all this, this and that. Like, you know, people get assumptions and stuff, and, and it's pretty ridiculous sometimes, but, um, that's definitely what, like, you know, it's just, um, it's funny the way people think, like, they jump to conclusions and all that, but, um, let me pull up that picture, where the hell was he? Did he delete those pictures of him and Rita Ora? Oh, no, she had those. Re yeah, Versace, something to do with Versace, like a photo shoot, bunch of, like, Fame stars got together and they all took pictures and it was all fancy. But yeah, Rita Ora is fine as fuck. That's for damn sure. But um, yeah, a lot of people got jealous and you know, including Artem and it's a whole loyalty thing. I get it.
But oh my god, look at this shit. I was scrolling through Instagram and I come across Joe's in Instagram. LA is on fire and the wind is blowing like crazy. Sketchy times indeed. Stay safe, friends. That shit looks like something out of a movie. It looks like it it looks like molten lava just rolling down the mountain. And yet there's still people driving around there. That's fucking insane. Wow. Let me look. Is there any better pictures of this? Let me hop on Twitter. Let me see. That's fucking insane. Let me pull it up. Let me look at, let me look that up on my iPod. Twitter has everything. If you guys have Twitter, you should definitely Oh the Skirball Fire in Los Angeles has destroyed at least four homes. Man, I wanna go to Los Angeles. Oh, there's so many deers in this. Uh, someone said that fire right now in the 405 across the street from the Getty Center. Heartbreaking. Uber driver tells me there's many deer in the area. Well, that fucking sucks for the deer. What about the homes? Damn, it looks like the end of the fucking world over in California. It's like I'm all the way out, out here now. That is fucking insane. Where's all the fucking firemen? I wonder why this 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 whole fucking uh the whole fucking uh freeways is shut down. That shit's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Look at that fucking guys. <laughs> I just scrolled upon I just uh, scrolled upon something and um, this guy I said let this like this dude's head looks like a fucking uh I don't know what the fuck's wrong with this head. I can't even describe it. It looks like a fucking grape. And it's like a little dent in it, like someone poked a hole in the side of his head or something. But that shit's fucking that's a that's a fucking weird, but let's get back to the fire thing before we get back to um Max Holloway and UFC two eighteen. Damn. As long as it doesn't hit Santa Monica. Fuck. That's looks very familiar. Oh man. Fuck. Three hundred and fifty firefighters, fifty two engines fighting the skirball fire. Damn. fucking crazy Putin to run for president Russian again for Russian president oh that's interesting <laughs> um, alright let's get back to UFC 2 we're talking about like world news we're not all about that here on this podcast but um what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, yeah. How about... What's his name's performance? Um, how was... Um, Francis Ngannou, dude. Like, let's talk about that. that. That fucking shit was insane. That was like something out of a movie. Did you like... Did you see the way his head snapped back? I gotta pull that up, man. I gotta pull that up. I, I I recorded a video and put it on Instagram, but dude, that was fucking insane. To see his fucking head pop back like that, it's fucking insane. Dude, he's flying. Francis Ngannou's a scary motherfucker. 
there is a lot of hype behind Francis Ngannou. I understand it. It's nice to have. We 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 don't have things like that come to what the fuck? I was reading something hella weird. What the fuck? <sighs> oh, what I was going to say is... um, What makes, what's, what makes me curious about Francis Ngannou, it's nice to have all the hype. I understand it. We don't have stuff like that in the heavyweight division. And... and uh, we haven't had something in the heavyweight division. Someone that's that's as scary, that hits as hard. Someone that's the next big thing in the heavyweight division for quite some time. You know, the last guy was like Alistair Overeem. You know, he was a promising heavyweight. He was a multiple-time kickboxer. Kickboxing champion. Former strike force champion. And he came over to the UFC. He had that big fight with Brock Lesnar. And ever since then, you know, ever since Brock came back, you know, there wasn't really anything else. There wasn't really... Uh, any promising, anything promise, any promises to the heavyweight division, you know, obviously Stipe is the champion, is a great champion, and, you know, other than that, you know, he, he doesn't talk a lot, or anything like that, other than that, there's really, you know, heavyweight division's full of, uh, of people that are a lot older, like, you know, we got guys like Verdum, you know, Derek Lewis, you know, he's not too old, uh, for we obviously got Fabrice Overdoom, we got King Velasquez, we've got um Travis Brown, we got Andre Lovsky, Marcin Tybura, um Stefan Struve, Alexander Volkov. Like we we hardly got like any any like anything in the heavyweight division, you know. Frank Mir's not in the division anymore. Obviously, I think we got Mark Hunt. We got Francis Ngannou. <laughs> we got Julio Santos, who's facing a suspension right now. And there's really no one else. So, you know, the hype's all nice for Francis Ngannou. But the one question I have that hasn't been answered yet has been the pressure. Say, for example, someone's very successful when it comes to, you know, putting Francis up against a cage, you know, maybe wearing him out, testing his cardio, testing his conditioning, testing his chin, because, you know, you know, it's all, it's all Hell City if you can hit, get hit every single time with the power that Francis possesses. But, you know, it's also going to be a hell of a time if Francis can't get someone like Cain Velasquez off you, you know, Kane's gonna suffocate you, you know, he's gonna maul a guy like Francis and got him eventually getting a stoppage victory, you know, the thing is, Francis is big, he's stocky, he has a big body mass, he holds and unloads loads of power, he unloads power, like there's no tomorrow, and with that power, he... Ends people's nights. Look what he did to Alistair Overeem. That thing, that just mad. It's serious. You know, if he catches anyway, if he catches a heavyweight champion of the world, cleanly, the way he caught Alistair, it's going to be a long night for that heavyweight champion. You know, we're going we're gonna to see Francis as a champion. You know, th th there's flaws, you know, obviously. With, with hype trains, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. we got to look at the obstacles. We've got to look at what we've seen so far in their careers. Obviously, we've seen him submit people before. He has knockout power. He's ended all of his fights via stoppage. And, um, you know... He's a vicious person. He's a he's a an intimidating guy. He's a big guy. He's also a very nice guy. But he he has all these different attributes that potentially can transform him into a huge star. Now, how is he going to do against Miocic? How will we talk about it? Is it too early to talk about it? No, it's not. It's quite simple. You know, it's 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 exciting. You know, because if he can stop the takedowns, if he can stop the pressures, if they're too nervous to shoot it on him because he has a lot of power, if they get caught or this or that, you know, it makes it exciting. But I have confidence on all these athletes, and I know these athletes are doing their homework. They're they're all making sure that that. They can beat this guy. They're going to beat this guy that everyone's talking about. They're going to beat this guy that everyone thinks is the next big thing. 
you know, I'm confident. You know, we got two top guys. A healthy Cain Velasquez is a dangerous Cain Velasquez. And we've got Stipe Miocic, the baddest man on the planet. It's Stipe hasn't even started his reign yet. His heavyweight reign. He's so good. You know, he, he, he's looked good his last few fights. And he's a champion of the world. He knocked out for Doom. He... He's beaten Alistair over him. He stopped Junior Dos Santos. So he's defending this title two times already. Now, the third one's going to take a little bit longer to get here because, you know, we're impatient. Us, us as fight fans are very, very impatient and stuff. So we're, we're just waiting for that next thing now. He's he's having contract problems as I hear, but, you know, for, for per Dana and per the UFC and what makes sense in general, I feel that the Nganu fight definitely is a step in the right direction. Obviously, there's two fights I want to see. You know, I want to see him fight Cain Velasquez, and I want to see him fight, obviously, Francis Nganu. Now, if I had to pick between Nganu and, and Cain Velasquez, like, on a perfect day, I'd probably pick Cain Velasquez before anything and have Nganu have one more fight, maybe against, like, a uh, a Derek Lewis or uh, a Mark Hunt or something like that. There's really no one else to fight in the heavyweight division, literally, for Ngannou to fight. There's nobody. There's nobody. There's Stipe. L let me pull up the heavyweight division. Let me see. This is why we should all be so high on Francis Ngannou. There's really, there's really nothing in in there. I mean, let me see. I mean, there, there are a couple people in there, but you know, there's really no, there's really nobody. There's Kane, and then we've got a bunch of fucking no names. Andre Arlovsky, Ben Rothwell. Alistair Overeem, Chase Sherman. There's hardly anybody. There's there's nobody that's gonna it's gonna be fighting for a title anytime soon. There really is it. I don't I don't know what they are planning in the heavyweight division, but there's nothing really exciting in there. I mean, maybe a talent will come as time goes by, but not anytime soon. So, back to Francis. Do I think he can become heavier champion? Yeah, he's a very dangerous guy. But as with the dangerous guys, there is a man on a mission to make sure that whatever your goals are, they're going to be smashed. Stipe's, in Stipe's mind, his goals are just to prove to everybody that Nganu's not this big guy, that, you know, he's not the, all the hype that you think he should be. There's levels to this game. So in Stipe's mind, he wants to derail the hype train that is Francis Nganu. Obviously, he's beating everybody in front of him. He's looked good doing it. But if it comes down to challenges, if it comes down to adversities, if it comes down to him being on his back, what's going to happen? What's Francis going to be capable of? Is he going to be able to ma manage all that muscle mass in the later rounds? Say he does get the championship fight with Stipe. How is he going to fare? You know, he's going to look good early. Stipe has a chin like a like a, a madman. But, you know, has he been hit by a guy like Francis? We have never, no, we, we've never seen something like that. So we don't know. That's what makes this fight so intriguing. You know, you got two of the best guys in their primes. Gonna have to go head to head in combat. You know, I like the Kane Velasquez fight, like I was saying, but you know, I don't know if Kane's gonna be back anytime soon, so we don't know what's gonna go on. So only only time will tell. But as far as Nganu, I definitely feel that he does deserve a shot if Kane doesn't come back anytime soon. There's really no one else. So who else is gonna fucking fight him? There's no one else that's gonna fight him. I mean, guys like Verdum, you know, obviously Verdum is one. He's been, he's, he's won a couple of them row since his loss to Alistair Overing. But honestly, Verdum doesn't, 
We've seen it, been there, done that. I don't really see him doing anything to Stipe any differently this time around. I mean, Stipe is in the prime of his career. You know, this guy's a fireman. He He's hit home runs with the Cleveland State Indians. He could be a fucking MLB baseball player successfully. Um, he's a heavyweight champion of the world and is a full-time fighter fighter. What more can you ask for from a guy? He's a, he is the best of the best, you know, and plus he has a mindset of a champion, you know, he's, he's been through a lot of different things, he's, he's, he's been through hell and back, you know, he fights fires, he risks his life every single day, being a fireman, you know, just being a part of that, you know, he has adversity on top of adversity on top of adversity, so a man that's as mentally strong as Stipe, also is Golden Gloves boxer as well, uh, in Cleveland, Ohio, but, um, and he's a badass motherfucker as well. Heavyweight champion of the world. He's on the brinks of uh, securing his third title defense. No one's ever done that in heavyweight history. So the man that does that in the form of Stipe, if it's Stipe, most likely, I believe it's going to be Stipe, it's going to be a big thing. So a man like, as I'll say, like a man like him is on a mission. And a man like him is on a mission. His mission is to stop people like Francis Ngannou and, and prove to the world that, you know, there's, like I said earlier, there's levels of this game and all that. So, you know, Verdum doesn't excite me. There's no one really else in the heavyweight division that would excite me. And they need to seriously ramp up some of their fucking competition because, you know, there's really nothing that I would, would want to see except for a steep a fight, Kane or Ngannou. There's really nothing else I want to see in that division unless someone else emerges out of the light and, and, and happens to be that next big thing. You know, Alistair's already lost. He's not going to get a title shot anytime soon. And there you go. No one wants to see it. So move it on. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Um, how about that um, for Jose Aldo? Obviously, Max Holloway now should be. She should fight Frankie Edgar. If he doesn't fight Frankie Edgar, then. Um, then, um, you know, I want to see him establish himself as the greatest. And Frankie Edgar's the best of the best. Beating Frankie Edgar for Max Holloway would cement his legacy. He's cleaned out the entire division. He's beaten Ricardo Lamas. He's beaten Cub Swanson. He, he's beaten, um, he's beaten a lot of guys. Akira Korosai. He's beaten, um, yeah, his Cup Swanson victories, his Ricardo Lamas victory, his first fight against Josie Aldo's uh, w was fantastic, and um, he also had a close fight with Conor McGregor. But Max Holloway's been on fire. He's beaten, he's cleaned out the division. He's fought all the best guys. He's beaten all the best guys. He hasn't, he hasn't lost at, in a very long time. How long has it been since Max Holloway's lost? Let's look. I think it was like 2011. No, that's too. That's too. That's way too early. But man, he looked great in the second fight with Jose Aldo as well. You know, he, he just constantly continues to, to to look better. He's five eleven. He's a one forty five pound champion, and he's five eleven. Sick. Um. Yeah, his last loss was 2013, and that was against Conor McGregor back when he was seven and three, seven wins, three losses, and now Max Holloway is 19 and three. He hasn't lost since the Conor McGregor fight. So for Max Holloway, beating Frankie Edgar was really cementing his legacy. And, you know, having a rematch maybe with Cup Swanson or, or fight Brian Ortega or one of these guys. And maybe Ricardo Lamas gets a win. He could be necessarily next to a shot. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure Max isn't done at Featherweight. There's a lot of things to do at Featherweight. So. I mean, that ties in perfectly in our next subject. Speaking of challengers and all that from Max Holloway. Cup Swanson. That would be a nice fight to see. 
You know, he's been campaigning for a long time. I know those two traded a couple of uh, respectful um, tweets back and forth to each other, you know. When back when, um, uh, when Edgar was originally out, you know, Jose was set to fight Ricardo Lamas and, um, and, um, blah, 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 and Edgar was set to fight Max. Cub was considered. He wanted to be considered. You know, a lot of people were talking about putting Cub in there for the next shot at Max. You know, obviously the first fight was a different fight. It was a different Cub before he even had his baby. And before he, you know, he's just getting better all the time. You know, he's looked absolutely excellent his last fights. And, you know, he is very deserving. He's been deserving for quite some time. There was, he was promised a title shot had he won against Frankie Edgar. And, you know, obviously he didn't win, but, you know, he was on a longest streak for, for the longest time and, you know, hasn't really lost since. You know, he's looked excellent. He's, he's on a streak as, as well. And, you know, he has, he definitely does deserve a shot at the title. You know, it's just unfortunate that he didn't get it with Max this time. But, you know, as I was thinking something earlier, before we were even on air, I'm like, you know, if I was Cub Swanson, you know, obviously he wants to go where the money is. And after this fight, he will renegotiate and see if him and the UFC can meet a new deal. Honestly, I really want to see Cub stay in the UFC. I do want to see a rematch with with uh, with uh, Max Holloway. I do want to see Cub stick around at 145 because I do think he's a fantastic fighter. He's he's a fun fighter to watch. He 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 obviously he's been in the UFC forever, you know. So why would I would be disappointed to see him leave, especially because how good he is and how well he stacks up and the histories he has with with the 145 pound division in the UFC and his exciting style is just fan friendly and stuff. And you know I love the style of Cub Swanson. You know he's excellent. He's good on the mic. And you know he's, he's a he's a he owns a UFC gym obviously, and you know he runs one, and you know it'll be different to see him outside of the cage, outside of the UFC and stuff. But um, another thing, well, what else, what what was normally really thinking was you know he wants that Max Holloway fight so bad. I know he wants bad, but you know at the end of the day you got to go where the money is right. It, it would be nice to still have Cub Swanson there. But, you know, he's got to go where the money's right. And if he doesn't go, he hopefully he stays at the UFC. But if he doesn't, then he, he'll probably most likely go to where the money's going to be right. And that probably could be Bellator. You never know. Wherever the money's right, he's probably where he's going to go. You know, Bellator likes to snatch up people. You know, once he enters free agency... Officially, he can start talking to promotions and then see what he can, what we, we go from there. But I don't even want to get into talking about that because I, I know that he wants that fight. You know, he would like a title shot. He's been waiting for a title shot in the USC. He is definitely deserving. He has to put in, put the work in and, um, he does definitely deserve a shot. You know, he's beaten everybody that's, that the USC's put in front of him and he's looked excellent. So Brian Ortega's next and we'll see what, happens from there. I'm just really pushing for him to hopefully stay in the 145 pound division. Most definitely though. And, and now we're just going to translate over. Wait, 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 wait. Before we translate over to previewing Swanson versus Ortega by UFC Fight Night, what's next for the winners and losers of UFC 280? Obviously for Max Holloway. I like to see him fight Frankie Edgar next if Frankie's if Frankie can be healed up by then and all that. He says he can be ready to go in six weeks. He's he's gonna be healed in six weeks and then maybe be training in another six weeks and be ready for a title fight. We never know. Now that'd be nice for Frankie for Frankie to get a shot. Yeah, I really wanna see Max take on the best of the best at one forty five and Frankie Edgar is the best of the best. Or maybe if Cub Swanson resigns and the winner of Swanson versus Ortega, you know, say Cub Swanson resigns, the winner of Swanson Ortega can fight Max Holloway next year. That would be nice. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens when it comes to them. Um, Francis and Ganu, what's next for him? Obviously, Dana said his next fight will be for the title. Whenever Miocic's contracts and negotiations go together. Um, 
whenever they're like finalized and everything's all good with them, we'll hopefully have that fight in Boston. That would be pretty nice to have Stipe Miocic in Boston. That would be pretty fun if that happens. But um, yeah, that should be next. For Jose Aldo, obviously he's one of the best featherweights of all time. And you know, obviously Max Holloway is a, a different kind of beast. You know, Max Holloway is excellent. You know, he's a different type of animal. So it's not like Jose sucks or anything now. Obviously being, uh, I think he's, in his last three fights, because before this, he, he lost, he lost to Max before this. So he, that's two. He beat Frankie Edgar before that, and that's one. He's one in three, I think, in his last four fights. So he he beat, he lost to Connor, and then he won the interim belt with Frankie Edgar. Then he fought Max Holloway as a first title fight of his title defense since he won the interim belt and got promoted to the champion and then he lost to Max Holloway so he lost again it's not like he sucks look who he's losing to who who has beaten Max Holloway the last man to beat him was Conor McGregor and Conor McGregor beat Jose Aldo so those are two of the best guys that Jose has lost to now it's not not that Jose sucks. It's just that there, there's levels to the game. I'm not saying Jose's past his prime. I'm not saying that he should retire. It's just these young guys have nothing to lose. They're coming up with intentions to kill. <sighs> I'm fucking tired. This weather makes me tired. They're coming They're coming in there with intentions to kill. Intentions to rip your head off. And, and guys like Max Holloway and Conor McGregor, will tear through a legend like Jose Aldo. That's what their mindset is, and that's what they eventually did. They they tore through Jose Aldo to move on to bigger and better things because Jose Aldo was one of the scariest featherweight champions, one of the most scariest featherweights of all time. You know, you know, he has been roughed up a little bit in his last few fights, but you know, it doesn't take away from the status of what he's done. You know, always be a respectable champion. I do think he beats ninety five percent of the division that isn't ex- isn't named Max Holloway in that div- in in um in the featherweight division or anything like that. But um he definitely deserves respect on where the respect is, you know, being the fact that he built that weight class, you know, he, he, he was a man for the longest time in the WEC translate over UFC. He had fantastic fights. One of my favorite fights with Jose Aldo was his fight with Chad Mendez. The second fight was badass. You know, that was a great fight. His fights with Frankie Edgar were fun. They were pretty close. And, you know, it was UFC 200 fight as well. And, you know, he he's looked excellent throughout the years you know there's just certain times and certain people that come along that just you can't get over the hump you can beat everybody else but them that's the same case with Cormier he can beat everybody but John Jones he's a man but everybody he can beat everyone but John Jones so he's like the second man in charge technically at 205 he is a man in charge now because John Jones is out because you know his his drug test failures and all that but um you know it, it, there's just levels to the game. So what's next for Jose? Take some time off. You know, he did come back on short notice, but he was training to fight Ricardo Lamas. I, I think at UFC, I think it was the Lawler versus Dos Anjos card. Because, you know, Lamas was supposed to fight, is fighting Josh Emmett now. He's not fighting Jose Aldo. He was set, Jose Aldo was fit, set to fight on that card with La, Lawler and Dos Anjos. And, um, now he's out, so take some time off, you know, discuss with his fans, well, his family, his friends, and his coaches about what should be next, but I don't think he should retire, I do think he just needs to take some time off and, you know, see what he wants to do, and then when the time is right, come back or, 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 or announce a statement or just tell us, update the world on what he wants to do next, but, you know, all respects to Jose, no matter what he does, I 100% support everything that Jose will do in his career from now until the end. What's next for Alistair Overeem? I don't know, man. This is weird. Because, you know, Joe Joe made a good point. You look at it, his, his stoppages, his losses. And he's been stopped. He has 14 losses. 
15. Actually, no, he has 16 losses. I was like, you know, I don't know why I was thinking of 14 losses. Um, he has 16 losses. And if I'm correct, 10 of them? No, 11 of them. 11 of them are by knockout. Knockout or TKO. He's been stopped. He's been concussed. Now, flatlined, I would say, you know, maybe his uh, Ben Rothwell fight. He has he wasn't really flatlined. He, he was caught in that fight. And, um, you know, the Travis Brown fight, he was kind of knocked out pretty viciously. Um, the Antonio Silva fight, he was knocked out very viciously as well. Um, Shogun, when he beat him back in Pride, hadn't really lost that much. You know, um, ever since then... Uh, all his UFC losses. All his UFC losses have been by knockout. But, you know, I don't think there's a soul on the planet that would have, uh, <laughs> that would have been able to take the punishment <laughs> that Nganu can, 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 can give out. You know, for what's next for Overeem, I, it's, honestly, I don't know what to say right now. Cause it's a little too early to tell. Because um, because of the fact that you know that is that was that was a brutal knockout. We don't know what's going to be next. I don't know what's going to be next. What what would I personally want him to do? If I wasn't thinking about his health or anything like that, if I was just you know personally thinking about it, you know, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think it's it's hard for me to say it because I'm not one to tell people when to retire. When they should be done. Same thing with Diego Sanchez. It's it's on them. Whatever they want to do. But there's consequences. He's been stopped a lot. He's been concussed a lot. So much that he people think that he changed his he changed his style because he has to be creative, you know, because he's gonna get caught. He 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 doesn't have one of the best chins. You know, he has been stunned and he has recovered. But, you know, as you keep getting knocked out like that, you're never the same. He he, he could never be the same after this Ngannou fight. We don't know. We don't know how, we don't know how Alistair is going to be after this fight. For fuck's sake, look at his brother's record. Holy shit. Pull up his brother. I'm pulling up his brother's record real quick. 32 wins and 34 losses. My God, did he just throw fights the whole time? His last fight was in 2014. And his knockout losses were 15 knockout losses. 19 submission wins, 12 submit, twelve knockouts, one decision win, knockout win, Wins, lockout losses was 15. Submission losses was 18. My God. That's fucking insane. But for Alistair, I think he just needs to take some time off too. And, you know, take some time, definitely take some time off because that was a vicious knockout. And it doesn't, um, that won't, um, you know, it won't be good for you to make a comeback like that. Now for winners, let's talk about winners. Winners, Max Holloway. Obviously, I told you, Matt Max Holloway. Um, for Eddie Alvarez, I don't know. Maybe take a rematch with Justin Poirier. That's the only thing that comes to mind, you know, because that was a controversial fight. I did feel that you know he knew what he was doing, and you know, Dustin, you know, it was a controversial fight. It was a good fight up until that happened. And, you know, I'd like to see it rerun back. Dustin Poirier, Eddie Alvarez to make it happen in UFC. For Justin Gaethje, obviously, he's had a, uh, you know, obviously a fun fight in the first fight with Michael Johnson. His Eddie Alvarez fight was fun too, but, you know, there's just, there's levels to the game of this as well, you know, to be honest with you. I don't want anyone to hate, but what I mean by when it comes to levels, I mean, like, his fan-friendly style, his come forward, his I don't give a fuck attitude. He just comes forward, and 
He just keeps recklessly just swinging, swinging for the fences. You know, he he's the kind of guy to stand and brawl and come forward and not give a fuck about what's going on. Justin Gaethje's style, it's fun to watch. You know, he has a good chin. Uh, obviously, it was tested against Eddie uh, Michael Johnson, and you know, obviously Eddie Alvarez threw a knee in and knocked him out. He was done after that, but um. Pretty much, you know, it's just, um, you know, it, there's levels to the game. You've got to, you know, you don't evolve with the game. Sometimes it gets passed by. You know, your style doesn't work against the best athletes in the world in the form of the UFC. You're not going to get by. You're not going to get got by guy like guys like Edson Barbosa or Habib Nurmagomedov. You're, gonna, you're seeing all the, we're see, here, this is the modern day of the UFC right now. We're seeing all these legends getting thrown in with all the young animals or we're getting legends with with intelligent fighters like Dustin Poirier against um Anthony Pettis well no that's a bad that's a bad example maybe like a uh, uh, Edson Barbosa and Gilbert Melendez fight if you've seen that fight Gilbert got his legs kicked all day long I knew that was going to happen from the start I didn't know how Gilbert was going to be able to catch him Gilbert I felt was you know the washed not not the washed up you know the old fighter he's been so much older he's been in so much battles you know back before the UFC days and then when he comes to the UFC he starts to struggle he's one of the guys that struggled as well and um Jeremy Stevens that was his last fight um and Jeremy exposed him as well. You know that was um, a, a dominant win for Jeremy. It wasn't a wasn't a good win. wasn't a good fight for uh for Gilbert Melendez either. So, you know, like I said, there's levels to this game, and if you don't evolve with the game, it's gonna evolve past you, and you're gonna, you're not gonna look the same anymore. People are gonna make all those steroid accusations and all that different other stuff, but this doesn't, doesn't mean that's nothing. It just means the game is past. You know, you never know. Some people may have been juicing in the past. And all that, but um, honestly, it's just, it's just, uh, it just depends on who you are. It just depends on who you are as a fighter, and if it's gonna, if if you don't evolve, then like I said, you're gonna end up losing a lot, and you never know what happens afterwards. You know, you need to get get cut, or or you're 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 just gonna be knocked out left and right or you're you're gonna be submitted or, or it's not gonna work for you. The game's not gonna work for you because you haven't evolved. We don't wanna see good people like BJ Penn go down. We don't wanna see good guys like Gilbert Melendez just getting beaten by everybody. We don't wanna see we, we we see that you know, we see that these BJ Penns or these Gilbert Melendez's are losing to the top guys. Okay, I wanna see I don't wanna see that right now. I wanna see them get a win over uh, you know, it's not not necessarily one of the best guys in the world, but you know, I wanna see them get a win over a quality opponent. I don't wanna see them just keep, keep keep getting beaten up by these guys. I know they're good. I know at one point maybe in time in, in the world they could have competed with them. You know, maybe if those younger guys were back in the day with them, you know, they would have been able to hang, but you know, it's a different age. We're in a different time of the world when it comes to mixed martial arts. You know, guys like Tito Ortiz, you know, who barely retired not too long ago. Um, you know, he should have been retired a while ago. Chuck Liddell's retired. Obviously, rooting to possibly be doing a comeback or something like that, I heard. But, um, you know, Rampage is still around. You know, guys that have been fighting since the 2000 era, since like early 2000s. Um, and, the game is just furious. That's why we see a lot of these newer guys, you know, kind of guys that kept themselves in shape a lot longer. You know, good guys like King Mo. He's been around for quite some time. Uh, obviously, he's still he's still been fighting since Strike Force days, since before Strike Force days, and he's still around. You know, he outclassed Rampage. Glover outclassed Rampage. So Rampage is one of those guys. You know, kind of he hasn't look as the same when it comes to his fighting style you know it, it's it's easy to get wins wins over people like rampage because he, he he's past his prime i didn't mean to sound bad when i said that but you know he's he hasn't he doesn't look the same anymore he obviously he hasn't fight at 205 he fights at heavyweight you know his, his main thing has been the wrestling and he still hasn't evolved since the wrestling obviously since everyone since everyone's exposed him unless they stand and trade with him but you guys get my point. Let's move on. Got some rumors here. <laughs> During the commercial break, I pulled out my iPod. I was just looking at it. Rumored 
Luke Rockhold versus Robert Whittaker for the interim middleweight title strap. He will be defending his middleweight title strap against Luke Rockhold. Because GSP, I, I, I knew it. I knew he wasn't going to defend his belt. We're going to jump right in. We're going to jump right into this subject. You know, I'm, I'm tired of people not defending their belts. Conor McGregor didn't defend his featherweight belt. He didn't defend his lightweight belt. GSP comes back, beats Bisping, gets a good payday, and decides it's not good for his health to stay at 185. He saw a good opportunity against a good a, a guy on his way out, and he beat him. Never since then. I mean, I don't know what GSP's doing. Who who knows what GSP's going to do? From the looks of it, from the, the statement he's, he's stated, it looks like he wants to f- go back down to his natural weight class of 170. He looked bulky. He's fucking huge at 185. It says, well, I'm going to read the statement. Well, not, we'll have to talk about it. I'm not sure if I compete, if I compete, if it will go back to 185 pounds. I don't think so. Of 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 course, in terms of weight, if I want to go back to compete at 185 pounds, I will. Obviously, eating, I did what I did. I learned from my mistakes. I don't think it is a good thing to do. Force myself to eat to gain muscle mass. I've always been against performance-enhancing drugs, and I moved to another weight division, the natural way. There's no easy way. I did it the hard way, and it was to gain weight and to maintain my muscle mass. It was very hard. It was not healthy. I think the body has a natural weight where you can perform at its best athletic ability. And for me, the weight I am now is my perfect weight. So yeah, so he so he, he 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 looks to be going back to 170 pounds, and um. Looks like Robert Whitaker versus Luke Rockhold is rumored, and usually when it's rumored, that should be, you know, obviously Rockhold came back from, um, obviously Rockhold uh, came back from losing to Michael Bisping to come back and beat David Branch, and now he's being considered to to fight Robert Whitaker. You know, Kelvin Gassam obviously wanted to fight Robert Whitaker, but you know, Kelvin. Kelvin uh, obviously did slip up against Weidman, and maybe that's the reason why. Because we want to see a, a fight that everyone wants, everyone wants to see. Let's see, Eric. Ariel says that this is another indication that as a result of GSP's illness, UFC is moving on with its 185-pound division. This is fucking good. I fucking love this bullshit. Unclear with what time at this time if Rockhold and Whitaker will fight. at UFC 221 will be for the interim belt or the official belt, though details being finalized immediately. Talks moving in the right direction. Hmm, Calvin Gassum doesn't look to be looks to be too happy. People are saying Luke doesn't deserve that and that everything else. Yeah, he did beat Michael Bisping though, that's for sure. He does deserve it, you know. Kelvin has put in the work, but I think it's just a slip up against Weidman because of the fact that Rockhold is a big name and Rockhold's beating Weidman and Kelvin's lost. Lost to Weidman. So, yeah. How the fuck did we get into talking? Holy <laughs> shit. We were supposed to talk about Fresno like a long ass time ago, but we're only talking about um, Cub Swanson versus Brian Ortega. And then we're going to move on to. Um, one more thing after that, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Let's just do it right now. Moving on to UFC Fresno. Cub Swanson versus Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega is undefeated. You know, he's looked, he's looked good. You know, he, he's had some, uh, you know, some close, close contests. 
and he's come and he just won late in the fight. And he's made me nervous every time he's fight. He's fought like that. And he's beating guys like Diego Brandel, Clay Guida. Uh, uh, I feel fucking tired. This week has me wanting to go to sleep now. We've been sitting here talking for quite some time too. <laughs> That's fucking awesome though. But um, so the winner obviously Cub Swanson has just like unpredictable style. And, um, you know, he, he is the man. And, you know, if he can get this win over Brian Ortega, that would cement him definitely as being the next guy. Because we don't know what Frankie Edgar's going to do. We don't know officially how long his rehab will be, if he will be back when he said he's going to be back, or if that's going to happen. So right now, the important fight that everyone's looking at now, now that Jose Aldo was out of the mix for the title shot, you got to think about the up-and-coming contenders coming up from the rise. you got Ricardo Lamas taking on Josh Emmett, and I don't really know too too much. Josh Emmett's from Team Alpha now, though, but he hasn't really done anything to you know, warrant a title shot. Shit, a win over Ricardo Lamas would put him a little bit closer, but not, not anything like that right now. Um, Cub Swanson, this is a front-runner title for the title fight. Is Cub Swanson and Brian Ortega. And the winner of that very likely will possibly jump right out into the mix with the next shot at the title if Frankie Edgar doesn't get it. I, I think as a money fight for a fight for, for Max Holloway, a great fight for Max Holloway right now, like I said earlier, was Frankie Edgar. So, so Max Holloway can fight Frankie Edgar next if that's what's next. You know, doesn't, we don't know what's going to go on. That's like I said, I wanted to line this up perfectly with the featherweight title, featherweight fight later this week. I want to see what they're going to do in that featherweight fight and then see what Cub Swanson does most likely. If he, if he resigns, then the, the, the gateway is clear for Cub to get another, to get a shot at Max, get another shot at Max. If he doesn't, say Brian Ortega wins, that's, that's a big opportunity for Brian Ortega. I don't know. If he can pull it off, it's definitely a big fight for him. But he's come up big and and and, and big fights before, so we never know. We don't know what's gonna go on. That's what makes this fight game so excellent. I like it. This is exciting. So it comes December ninth, two thousand seventeen. Obviously, gets the fight picks. Fight picks. Fight picks. Fight picks. Let's go. Um, I'm picking Cub Swanson by unanimous decision. Defeating Brian Ortega, but you can't mess with the guard of Brian Ortega. He's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt multiple time. He has good striking, obviously. But he's mostly yeah. He is a great guard. He's a Gracie. He, he trains with the Gracies in California. So this is UFC Fresno. So it's me battle of people who are from California, SoCal. Cub Swanson obviously has a SoCal tattoo and all the palm trees and all that. Brian Ortega. I think Brian Ortega's from like Santa Monica or something like. Or somewhere in like the Los Angeles area, or somewhere like, somewhere around there. But I know he trains, and he, he has obviously been to Los Angeles and stuff. But um, it'll be battle battle of California boys. You know, it'd be nice to have uh, Uriah Faber on that card. But you know, Uriah Faber wasn't even on that card, so um, he's already retired. So you know, it's gonna be a great fight. You know, and obviously, like I said, I would like to see if Cub does choose to resign with the UFC after that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on to, obviously, it's December, like I said. There's another year coming up. What are we going to do in the next year? What are things coming up? What are the struggles? What are the ups? What are the downs? What what are the things? What are the obstacles to go through to advance to whatever it is you need to go? So when you have goals, you put those goals together, right? And this is what I was going to say. For this show... For this podcast, I want to have something to represent the podcast, not just telling people that you have a podcast and you hopefully hope that they happen to click it and find it and subscribe to it. Maybe have like some t-shirts or a jacket or a hat or a shirt or um, a, a coffee mug or something that has the name of the podcast on it, the logo and all that other stuff. Would you, would you like it like that? That that sounds interesting. So so I've got some things like obviously I've written some things down and I wanted to actually kind of like talk about them. You know I'm really passionate about those and I think we're gonna go that direction most definitely. 
So t-shirts. I think right now, just honestly, t-shirts and probably like coffee mugs. Gmaker MMA show t-shirts and coffee mugs will have the show's logo on it. And, and they're going to look pretty good, you know, represent the podcast. As well as, you know, a little bit later on, I would like to expand. You know, I'll talk about these details another time, but, you know, I do like to expand the podcast. So we're going to come out with some Gmaker MMA show custom t-shirts in the new year, I promise. I said this a long time ago, I know. I've been thinking about it ever since, but the time is right now. We're going to have a custom t-shirts and everything. It's going to look beautiful. And, um, you know, I, I can't wait to for the next year to come in, and uh, it's going to be a good one. We're going to have t-shirts and stuff, and, you know, I'm going to take time to design the t-shirts and see what I can do with the t-shirts designs, and then I'll have a, a, a first, you know, I'm not going to tell you guys exactly how I'm going to do it, but, you know, my goal is to have, like, a first batch of t-shirts and bring them out. And then, uh, you know, just, you know, just give them, um, you know, sell a couple, couple of them, you know, have, let my podcast be be uh, represented and stuff and, you know, give them to a couple of professional athletes. A lot of exciting stuff like that. Travel, you know, travel, seeing when I where I can expand, you know. You know, eventually make a good enough money to invest in a lot of this stuff and, you know, expand a lot of exciting things like from websites to selling my own online store to where people can buy it and people, let people know what, what, what is available. And we're going to come up with a lot of ideas to what can be available in our store and all that. So we're going to have a Jimmy Caramay show, t-shirts, t-shirts and apparel and all that. And, a bunch of store, a store, and a bunch of other exciting stuff. It's coming up, guys. I can't wait. We're gonna be working on it hard in two thousand and eighteen. And obviously, you know, like the you know branding. It's all about branding. Branding is very important. You want to expand it. That's why I say like it's a new thing for me. You know, from the last time that I talked about this with you guys, to up until right now. Dude, it's been a long time, so I've had a lot of time to think about it. And now that the time is right, it's going to be exciting for when it comes down to. So that's this. That's step one of self promotion. You know, you put a board of ideas together. You you stay motivated with them. You think of ways to expand those things. You know, I tell people I have a podcast all day long, but when I start to show the sheet T-shirts off and I sell them, uh, and people represent them, you know. It's gonna be nice, you know. People are gonna ask, they're gonna see where they where they got them, and and you know, it's it's just it's it's a it's a pain in the ass getting everyone to try to subscribe, but it, it's the way way that it works. You got to give it time. You got to talk to people, and then you've got to talk to people for you. So once you get on the list. And and you do all the things required of you. Then that's exactly when it happens. So once you do all the things, you know, this, was, this is what makes it so exciting. So once you do all the things required of you, you can, it, 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 it's, it's almost going to be like a team. It's a team. It's a team thing. You know, we got our loyal fans and stuff. And we got Jimmy Grimmer show listeners, loyal listeners. And, and, and it's going to be a lot of exciting things. And, um, I just can't wait for you guys. It's all about planning. And, you know, like I said, of ideas and you know the hardest part about it is getting yourself out there that's why you make videos that's why you try to connect with whatever world you're trying to connect with and you you you, you let people know who you are and you know just you know do everything you can to self-promote and do everything and t-shirts are big things people look at t-shirts and if you work somewhere say like a side job and you see a lot of people or you go out and you have a jimmy cameraman show t t-shirt custom t you're gonna people are probably gonna be seeing it and see what that is and you know it's gonna have the jimmy cameraman show logo on the front and it's gonna have uh it's gonna have um Obviously, like, you know, a lot of other artwork on the back, you know, the exciting part about it is doing all the artwork and staying true to all the artwork. You know, I have a lot of, I remember the designs in my head, you know, and have a lot of great, great stuff coming out, you know, the ways we can expand are massive because, you know, the ideas and mindset and, and putting all the, putting all the work together, it all, it, it can all equal into absolute greatness, ladies and gentlemen. I plan on a lot of these things for us guys and, you know. I can't wait for it. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that 
is it for us today, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys for joining us here for episode 129 of the G Meeker May Show. We recapped, obviously, Hollowboy versus Aldo 2, Gaethje versus Alvarez, Francis and Ganu. What's next for the winners? What's next for the losers? We, <coughs> we talked a lot about a bunch of different shit today, ladies and gentlemen. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Previewed USC Fresno. Um, discussed so many other things, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it was a great one, guys. I appreciate you guys for joining us. You know where to find me, at gmeeker underscore MMA on Instagram, at gmeeker underscore, at gmeeker MMA on Twitter, at gmeeker MMA show on Twitter. We're not very active on there, but you can follow us on there. Instagram, at gmeeker, at gmeeker MMA show as well, at gmeeker underscore MMA on Instagram is most important, you can add me on Snapchat at gmeeker underscore MMA we're really interesting on there, I'm very active on there, it's one of my main keys to going there every single day but um, it will be pretty fun though ladies and gentlemen, I promise you guys it can't wait, we will be back next week for sure to recap UFC Fresno and anything else to come along with that, ladies and gentlemen this is Gabriel Hernandez signing off ladies and gentlemen, we will be back Next week, G Meeker MMA out, baby.